0: I'm Kyle Bushlin, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. So I'm here with Trina Ryan, who is English language and literature teacher in our secondary school and the organizer of TEDx Youth at NIS. Let's talk TED.
1: Let's talk TED. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. Okay, TED is at the forefront of everybody's mind right now, or at least I feel like it is. Um, and this is our sixth year or seventh year? I can't remember anymore. It feels like we've been doing it forever, but it's come a long way. So what would you like to know about TED?
0: Everything. Tell me the origins. How did, <laughs> how did we become the only international school in Nanjing to do this?
1: Well, I started here in 2015, and I when I came, I was already a TED fan. And so I went to speak to Carson Bratton, who was the MYP coordinator then. And I asked him who who would be a person to contact about organizing a TEDx event at our school. And he pointed me in the direction of Mr. Luis Melo, who had given a TED talk in his previous school and attended a real TED conference. And so, obviously, he was the person to speak to, and we started ideating. And then the very first year, we decided that we would stream the TED conference. And so we set up in the black box, and we organized sofas and streamers and food, and we got the license to stream the event, and one person came. <laughs> so that was a little bit anticlimactical, but, you know, our, our whole school mission is trial and error, and learning is iteration, so that failure, rather than disappoint us and, and completely turn us away from the idea, just kind of fed the fire, really, and the next year, 2017, was our very first TEDx Youth at NIS event with real live speakers, um, and ever since then, it's just gone from strength to strength in terms of the quality of the talks and the variety and the outreach to the community for speakers and audience. And it's really just become something that it's in the yearly calendar now and it's part of our community and it's something that many people look forward to and, and we hope is doing something positive in the community.
0: And also a great expression of our strategy and our mission, oh. student voice.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the students, the student event organizers, they decide the concept and they decide the design of the whole, the whole event for each year. So we've had the Art of Life blossom, uh, illuminated, <laughs> pardon the pun, <laughs> and this year it's enlightened. So every year it's something a little bit different. Last year it was back to basics because the year before um, COVID sadly meant that due to lockdown and and restrictions we had to cancel our event. Which was a shame because I was going to speak that year, but it seems that I'm not placed on on this planet to speak at TED rather to organise it. So here we are, back again. And Enlightened will be March fifth and we're so excited that we can actually go ahead because this year also COVID is still affecting many aspects of our lives. So we're really we're feeling very grateful and positive and hopeful that can go ahead without a hitch.
0: Tell us a bit more about Enlightened.
1: Enlightened, with a huge T in the mm-hmm. middle, um, came about because the organizers this year were really, really enchanted with the the Sujo architecture that forms such a huge part of NIS. And they wanted to work that into the design. And for that, they needed a big, huge letter. Last year, we had a massive X for the Back to Basics. And so this year, They thought the tea deserved some protagonism, and that's what they've worked into the design. And then really the word, just they worked around that. The theme for TED is always something that is so broad. It's an umbrella theme that any of the talks from technology, education and design can really fit under that broad theme. Uh, This year, our keynote speaker is Ji Shun, and she has... Um, a disability that means that she has to use a wheelchair and she is an activist and she has done some tremendous work in China and outside China to promote inclusion for people with disability and to make spread awareness really of ableism and we try really really as far as possible to cast a wide net and to get as many ideas worth spreading as possible both from our student body and our our facilities and our teaching staff and Anybody at all who wants to give a TED Talk.
0: I'll more. try next year.
1: Yes! I'm so happy to hear that! Really! I, I mean, really will. I our really community will. is hungry for ideas that will change the world. And and we you know, sweat blood and tears to make these talks as good as possible. So you do have a lot of support there. But <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not exhausting coming up to the end. But on the day, it's all so worth it. And the whole team, Sonia, Kelly, Offaly and Crystal, they're just they give 350% of time, of effort, of dedication, and none of it could happen without them, as well as the student organisers who are the backbone. And as well you know, event organisation is no walk in the park and they really learn, our student organisers learn skills of resilience and of pivoting and of thinking fast and thinking on their feet and it's really, for them, I think, one of the most amazing experiences they have in terms of working with autonomy and learning how, to, learning how to make decisions in the moment when the pressure is on, which is a skill that really stands them in good stead moving forwards towards life after NIS when we miss them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give me a, a, a teaser of some of the other talks that we're going to have.
1: We have Wiki Chen, who works in our IT department which sounds very boring, Mm. doesn't it? At least it does to me. Um, But Wiki is going to talk about how he he came from, you won't be able to imagine this, being a very sickly, weak child to the marathon monster running photographer, epic Wiki Chen that we all know and love now. It's like an
0: IT Greek
1: guy. I know! (laughs) He said that he could be blown away by a strong breeze when he was little. Oh, wow. I know, and so his talk is about challenges, and actually this talk is one of the culminations of his recent challenge to improve his english language skills and he's going to give his talk in english we have manuel braun who's going to talk about nfts non-fungible tokens I'm still not quite sure what they are, but apparently they're worth millions of dollars. So here's hoping that his TED talk can explain the metaverse and blockchains and all of these good things to old people like me.
0: That's an idea worth spreading.
1: (laughs) It sure is, especially if this is the future. I would like to, you know, have a guide into that world. Um, We have Tim from grade seven who will be talking about how stereotypes damaged his identity when he moved to Canada for some years of his education, and how moving back to NIS and an inclusive learning community really allowed him to view that whole experience from a different perspective, and in many ways, I think, cures some of the damage that had been done by being expected to eat dumplings with chopsticks for his entire existence in Canada. It's a very funny and well-formed talk from a really engaging speaker. We also have Heidi Dean, Mm -hmm. who speaks about her epic swim to raise awareness and to raise also funds for Alzheimer research after the death of her father. And I mean, you can check our website. All of our speakers are up there, but It's always hard when you have to talk about TED Talks because they're all so wonderful and once you begin, I want to tell you all of the 60 that we've had, because all of them have been special and amazing in some way.
0: What are some highlights?
1: Ah, Well, the very first one, it was called The Beauty of Dissonance, The Beauty in Dissonance by Willy Wong, Jack Hu and Charlie McGlone. Um they played a guitar with drumsticks and they played over each other's instruments with their hands like octopuses and they made the most amazing music with the most unlikely of instruments and the most unlikely combination. And then they spoke about how this creative process had allowed them to develop their musical talents and their, their collaboration and communication skills in a way that playing traditionally would not have. And it's again really reflective of the way that we try to operate in our IB classrooms you know to promote this divergent thinking and and our school mission of personal excellence and creative thinking is really shining through in these quirky odd fantastic eccentric and really fabulous ideas that are spread. Angela Chen in 2018 her talk on reading inspiring empathy was about her pp project her personal project in grade 10 where she did an outreach program to a Chinese school to promote empathy through reading with younger children um, and she she used these incredible scientific you know tests to establish the empathy levels at the beginning and measure them at the end and and that reflection and that that need to do something give something back to, to her community was really inspiring for me. And of course, anything to do with reading is inspiring for me. Everybody should read, read, read more, read all the time. (laughs) Um, Other talks, I mean, Carson Bratton, has tune in about uh, actually listening to lyrics rather than just passively hearing them and then how that relates to life in general, you know, taking agency and being present in everything that you do rather than just letting life happen to you or pass you by. It's also very funny. It's also very, very funny. I really like talks that make me laugh, you know? And we can find all these online. All of these, if you Google TEDxYouth at NIS, you will find all of these talks year by year uploaded. They're all fantastic. As I said, it's terrible to mention one and not be able to mention all of them, so go online and watch every single one of them. They're all amazing. They're all fantastic.
0: So as an event organizer mm-hmm. and you've put on some amazing TEDx's, uh, what is some advice that you have for other schools who are thinking about hosting TEDx?
1: Hmm. I would say, first of all, contact the TED organization as early as possible because applying for your license and, and getting your license takes much longer than you would imagine. And you're not allowed to start planning your event until you have this license. So that's the first thing, and then ask as many people as possible to join you. At the beginning, it was just Luis and I, and that was quite stressful at times. But as the years have gone on, we've added to our team. People have been interested and willing and and delighted to come on board. And there seems to be some reticence at the beginning because people think, I don't know how to do this and I don't know anything about it, but we learn by doing. I didn't know how to organize a TED event the first time I did it either, and neither did Louise. And now people seem to think for some reason that we do. We still don't, but we do it anyway, right? (laughs) And every year that we manage to pull it off, it's a huge achievement, but we also breathe a huge sigh of relief. Um, And it's through this collaborative effort from the entire team and everybody pulling together and subbing in when somebody's tired or stressed or we've forgotten something and there's power there's great power in beginning kyle i would say great power in beginning and talk to as many people as possible and enjoy the experience and if it's an absolute disaster the first time excellent it just shows you how to do it better the next time right it does learning is iteration and failing forwards is just one of the most powerful learning experiences that you can have